Hey, this is Mitch Rose. I'm the lead pastor of City Hills Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message encourages you, it inspires you, it challenges you to live your best life. Take a listen. Here's this week's message. All right. So why why Proverbs uh, in, in the summer? Why would we look at the book of Proverbs? And, and we kind of gave you this theme verse. I'll go back to it every single week in this series. It's found in Proverbs 4. And it says this, wisdom is, everybody shouts, supreme. supreme. It's at the top. And so the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, said, so therefore, get wisdom. Like, I want you to get the stuff that if there's one thing in your life that you're going to ask God for, and, and you may be asking God for a lot of different stuff today. You know, God, I want you to fix my marriage. God, I want you to, I need a new job. God, I need a new marriage. I don't mean a different one. I just mean to fix this one, you know, and, and recreate it. You don't need another one. Uh, God, I need, you know, I just need to get married. Come on, where are all the single people at? I'm just trying to get out of debt. God, I need, I need your help in this. He said, in all that you do, it may cost you everything you have, but you need to go after wisdom. You need to go after wisdom. And the reason why is because we live in a world that, that wants your relationship with God to be a mile wide and an inch deep. Let me say that again. Christianity today, if, if COVID did anything for us in the world, really, but especially in America, it did this. It revealed casual Christianity. It revealed that, that some folks are just on the front. It could be a mile wide and an inch deep. And the people who are going to make it in the end times that you and I are walking into as the world gets worse and worse and darker and darker are people who go deep and say, God, I don't just need knowledge in my head about you. I need some wisdom that I apply to my life and it changes my life. Can I get a better amen than that? I need wisdom. I need, I need something that... That changes me. And last week, if you weren't here, I encourage you to watch that message this coming week. We talked about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's where all wisdom, if you want the river of wisdom to flow through your life, it starts at the fear of the Lord. That's the headwaters of, of wisdom. And so I encourage you to, to jump into that and, and, and not being scared of God, but being in awe of God, in reverence of God. And my life lives in that posture in the holiness of God. Say amen. So that's kind of where we are in this. I don't want to. I, I, I don't have time to catch you up every week, but that's kind of where we are. And today, if we talked about the fear of the, of the Lord last week, I want to talk about the voice of the Lord today. I didn't put that on the screen, but I want you to. I want you to write that down. I'm going to talk about the voice of God and hearing from God today. And the, the reason why I talk like this, and if you hang around City Hills very long, you'll hear me preach this way quite frequently, is because it's the number one question I get as a pastor. Like of all the stuff people ask me. Uh, the, the thing I get the most is around the theme of how do I know God's will for my life? How do I hear from God? How do I, how do I know whether or not I'm supposed to marry him? Well, if he doesn't tithe and he's not on the dream team, no. That's, I mean, it's just that easy. You know what I'm saying? If he lives with his mom in his 30s and he doesn't have a good reason, no. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're just, like there's just... Uh, but I, I need to know how to do Am I supposed to move? Am I supposed to take this job? Am I supposed to quit this job? How do I hear from God? I think I've heard from You ever had that moment you thought you heard from God, but you didn't know because you ate enchiladas really late? Because Texas. <laughs> and, and because Tex-Mex. Come on, somebody. And sometimes Tex-Mex sounds like God at 2 a.m. <laughs> yes, Lord. Is that you? I think I heard from him, but I don't know if I heard from God. 
And I, w- I want to help you hear from the Lord today. I want to give you some metrics. I, I, you know, I, I say this often. Church is not life-changing. Now, I know that I'm, I'm, I could be sabotaging you attending church. I don't want you to hear. But listen to me. Church is not life-changing. Church is a chance to be life-changing. Being in church, hearing the preached word is not going to change your life. It's an opportunity to change your life. You know the difference? The difference is how I apply what I get, what I receive when I'm there. Right? So the reason you ought to be in church is because it's an opportunity every week, but you got to go home and do something with it. Can I get a better amen than that? you gotta, you got to apply it. That's what wisdom is. It's the applied, it's the applied knowledge of God. So I want to I help you today. I want to give you a metric. Not going to change your life, but I want to give you a lens to hear the voice of God. Let's go to the book of Proverbs because that's where we are in this study. Proverbs 3 and 6 says it like this in the message translation. Listen for God's voice in everything. In everything. In everywhere you go, listen for God's voice. Today, you need to be listening for God's voice. In a conversation you have, you need to be listening for God's voice. In a small group, you need to be listening for God's voice. When, when you're, I'm telling you, I'm driving down the road and worship music's on. Be listening for God's voice. I'm reading billboards as they pass by going, God, is that you? Are you trying to tell me something? And, you know, and everywhere you go, in everything you do, listen to God's voice. Because God's the only one who's going to keep you on track. Now, the implication of this proverb is there's other people trying to talk to you who will get you off track. <laughs> so the, the hard thing about Christians is I hear a lot of people. How do I know which one's God? How do I decipher God's voice in all of this noise? I want to give you that metric today. But I got I to gotta get you to believing that God is good to us. And he speaks to us that God is taught any notion that, well, God only talked to people in the Old Testament or God only spoke to the prophets or God only spoke to people. No, 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 that's not true. God is still speaking to people. God is the third verse in the Bible says, and God said the last chapter of the Bible says God was still speaking to the church and everywhere in between God is still speaking and you can hear from God for yourself. Shout amen to that. You can hear from God. You can hear from And some of you, that's a foreign concept. Man, I didn't know I could hear from you. You mean God would talk to me? Yeah, God would talk to you. You mean God would do God cares? Yeah, God cares about you enough to talk to you. God cares. If you're a believer today, if you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, listen, I've always said in, in 21 years of ministry now, almost 21 years to, in, in vocational ministry, I, I'm not the Holy Spirit. You can have the Holy Spirit in you, and God will talk to you. Now, the difference is, how do you know what the voice of the Holy Spirit sounds like and it doesn't sound like somebody else? And so I want to give you that metric today. And I'll do it around two stories in the Bible. One's in the Old Testament, one's in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, we'll start in the book of Samuel. If you're new to the Bible, Samuel is uh, a young child. Most theologians believe he's 12 or 13 years old. And Samuel lives... At church, he literally lives in the temple. I know you feel like that because you served first service and now you're here in second service and you feel like I live here. I never go home. No, 
brother lived in the temple. You know what I mean? Like slept there, which actually you could do that here. We meet in a hotel. Anyway, like he lived, <laughs> I just thought of that. He, he lived in the temple. And Eli is the high priest unto God at this, at this particular time in history. There's only one church, only one temple, and there's only one preacher, one high priest. Some of y'all would hate that because you can't church hop and go around and find which one you like. But anyway, that was free. Anyway, <laughs> Eli's the only high priest, and Samuel's there. <laughs> so I just need to preach and keep focused. Samuel is serving Eli in the temple. And Samuel goes to sleep at night, and there's this story about him hearing the voice of God. Let me give you a little, a little background. A couple of weeks ago, I, I go to sleep very fast. Anybody else, you can fall asleep real fast. Like, like Brandy and I having a conversation, a mid-conversation. <clears throat> Your boy's gone. Are you with me, everybody? Gone. Many times, Brandy will say, well, we talked about that last night. I said, you talked about it. But I wasn't there, okay? I mean, I was gone. Or the, the moment my head, she gets so angry because the moment my head hits the, now I don't sleep good. I wake up a lot, but, but I, I can fall asleep really fast. And, and I go to the third heaven right now, okay? I mean, I'm gone. So the other night, true story, a couple of weeks ago, the other night, well, I, we're laying in bed, and, you know, it's, it's real late, you know, around 9 or whatever. And <laughs> I'm getting old. And... And, and, I, and this had happened. You know, she's talking, and she's brilliant, and it's not because she's boring. It's, it's just me, and I'm gone. And I feel like I'm deep into sleep. And she, I could, we have a good mat. I mean, we have a good bed. Good, we just bought a new mattress. And, but I felt her jump completely out of bed, and she screams, Mitch, someone's in the house. And your boy, now, I don't jump tall because I'm white and short, but anyway, I jumped, okay? I mean, I got after it. I jumped out of bed. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like when, you, when you, you're still kind of asleep, but you're awake a little bit, and you're like you're tingly all over, and you're not really sure if you're dead or if you're alive, or is this heaven or hell, or where am I right now? What, anybody know what I'm talking about there? And you got that, I got that weird feeling. I said, and I, it didn't even register what she said. I said, well, you, you, I heard the back door close. Now, we have an, an alarm system, and, 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 and um, we live in a nice neighborhood. I shouldn't tell you this, but. We don't always set the alarm, but I do now, so don't try. Don't, don't try nothing. But, but it's got a beep, you know. And then we have a dog, and, and there's a chain with some bells on it, and he's trained when he needs to go outside to ring the bell. And she said, I heard the back door close. I heard the chime, and I heard the bells. Somebody's in the house. And, and so I'm sitting. I don't know why. I'm just I'm postured like this. Like I'm trying to hear it. Baby, I don't hear anything. She's. I'm telling you. I heard the back door. So I did whatever godly, Holy Ghost-filled preacher would do. I went and got my Glock. And I, I that's what, real loud. Because I'm trying to scare a brother. You know what I'm trying to say there. Like, I'm trying to get somebody. I want him to know. Your boy's upstairs. And I hold it like this. So help me God, I'm telling the truth. is so true. <laughs> and I've watched enough Law and Order. I know how to sneak around them doors. Back against the wall. Look over the balcony. 
I got the high ground, you know. I don't know why, but I whip it around like this. I go all the way downstairs, and I start opening. You, you know, you got to surprise them. So I open up all the doors real fast, like, ah, ah. I'm telling you, so help me, God. I go all the way to the back door. The back door's locked. Ain't nobody in that house. Ain't nobody coming. But don't try me because your boy will. Listen, I will empty that whole clip and pray for you later. You hear me? Don't come up on me like that. I'm saved, but I'm a little hood, okay? And I will, I will pop a cap in you and pray about it later. <laughs> That's real. Don't come on me. She just knew she heard something in the house. And, and, and I mean, she did. She heard something. And Samuel is, is in this, the Bible said he's disliked down. And, and he hears his name. He scares him, and he jumps up, and he runs to Eli, the high priest. You read it in your Bible. He runs to Eli, and he says, I'm here. Did you call me? And Eli's like, bro, I don't know. Go back to bed. Three more times this happens. On the third time, Samuel hears this, wakes him up, runs to Eli, and it dawns on the high priest, because preachers are a little slow. It takes four times. It dawns on the high priest, I bet God is speaking to Samuel. God's calling Samuel. And so Eli gives Samuel what to do. Read it in your Bible. You can see it on the screen here, 1 Samuel 3 and 9. He said this, I want you to, so Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. Go and lie down. And if God calls you, verse 9, speak, say this, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went and laid down and, and, and it happened again. And, and, and the Lord came and stood there. I love this. The Lord came and stood there. There's some times in your life when you don't feel like God's talking to you and God has already spoken to you three more times. Let me just pause here and say, just because you didn't hear it the first time doesn't mean God doesn't love you enough to come back to you. <laughs> and some people believe because I'm, I, I may have missed my chance. Look into my eyes. You didn't miss anything. If you're following after God and your ears are in tune and you're ready to receive, God will come back. The Bible says the Lord came, this is the first time it said it in four times, and stood there. I love that. And called to Eli. I'm called to Samuel. Just like he had done at other times. And he said, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said what Eli told him to say. Speak for your servant is listening. So many times in my life, I'm like, Samuel, I think I heard God, but I'm not very sure. Or I think I heard God tell me something, but it takes a couple of times. Am I the only one? Where it takes me two or three times to go, was that really you, God, or was that the, the, the tacos? Is that really you, or am I supposed to do this? Or There's a lot of times I feel like I've missed God. If you don't catch anything else I tell you, I want you to understand this. The Lord came and stood there and called as he had at other times. If God's called you, look at me. If God's called you, you're always going to be called of God. The Bible says it like this, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. In other words, God has never looked at you and said, because of your mess ups, you don't qualify. No, no, no. I've got a calling for you to do and I'll stand here and wait on you to get your heart right till you can hear me. That's a good God. That's worth shouting amen about. That God will come wait on me to catch up. My God, what a, what a God who will wait on me to say, okay, now I'm, okay, okay, I got it, okay. 
and Samuel, write this down. Most of the time, it's just I'm ill-prepared. Write this down. God is always speaking. I'm not always listening. God's always speaking. I'm just not always listening. Samuel didn't get it the first time. Samuel didn't get it the second time, the third time, but four different times. Let me give you some hope today. If this is your first day back in church in a long time or you feel like God's given up on you, look at me, get get some hope today. God hasn't given up on you. He'll come back and knock two and three and four and five and six times. God is still calling you. Shout amen to that. That's a word some of you need to grab onto. God, sometimes I fall into the trap of thinking God doesn't want to speak to me. God doesn't want to talk to me. I play the comparison game. I think, well, God would talk to them, or I can believe God speaks to Scott, or I can believe God speaks to you, but not to me. No, no, no. God is speaking to you, and you may be in a critical season today. Listen, and you may need a word from God. You may need some direction. Let me let me tell you, God would love to give you direction. God is standing there. The Bible said the Lord came and stood there and he's trying to talk to you if you can hear him. God's always speaking. I just gotta, I gotta change my listening. I'm a kid of the 80s. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? I'm a kid of the 80s and and so I I remember growing up, I I wanted so, I got my first car when I was when I was 15. I didn't wait. It's nothing wrong but I find younger people wait longer to get their license. I don't know why you do that. My mama checked me out of school at 15 on my birthday, and I got my permit. Are you with me? And then I bought a 1988 Mazda MX-6. I want to drop that mic right there. A.K.A. Chick Magnet. Okay. And and it had it had a radio on the inside. Had a, Radio and and then I, and then one year one year I wanted a I wanted a I wanted this boombox right here, I wanted this. Now some of you kids don't know what this is, but this is a tape player. <laughs> this is a boombox. It's true, man. I want I want my mama to buy me that. And my car, my 1988 Mazda MX-6, and my and my and my boombox had this. This appears a radio dial. You don't know what this means, but this is called a dial. And you would have to, Charlie, you know what's up, bro. You would have to turn this radio dial to tune in to the frequency of the station. Are you with me, everybody? And I would sit in my 1988 Mazda MX-6 in my car, and I, I, would, I would be listening. I had, I had tuned past all the static because you'd go in between. I was trying to get to 99.5. Now, country hits, classic country, 99.5. And I, and, I would go, and I would try to get there, and you would have to go past, and, and there would be in and out. You know, you'd hear different stuff, and, and then you'd get right to the right place. I mean, you just have to work that dial till you tuned into the right frequency, and I would sit in my car in, in, in the driveway and I would wait till the chorus of Neon Moon came on. That's real country, by the way, Neon Moon. <laughs> Recognize, that's real country. And I grew up, and I, I, man, I would try to tune in. And I would try to hold on as long as I could and, and, until, and, and I would, I, man, we would, I'd back up a little bit if I couldn't get the right frequency. You know why? Listen close, look at me. Because this, and my car radio, this is not a transmitter. This is a receiver. And there was always a signal being broadcast. I just had to tune in to receive. 
it's not that, well, God's not speaking to me. No, no, no. There's always a broadcast. I just have to get my life and my heart tuned in where I can receive the word of the Lord for my life. I, some people think you're the transmitter. You're not the transmitter. You're the receiver. I'm not the transmitter. I'm the receiver. I'm, I need to get my life. And, so, and I promise you, if you'll line your heart and your spirit up to this word today, you'll, there's so much God wants to deposit into you. You just have to get tuned into the right frequency where you can hear from God. Shout amen to that, everybody. So I got to preach. I got to preach. And I want to give you four ways that I think you can hear from God. And I'm going to wrap it around. A New Testament story. So I told you it's an Old Testament and Samuel, and I'm going to give you a New Testament story. It starts in Luke. Jesus tells a story in Luke 8. He said, there's a farmer who went out to sow his seed. And as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Most people, most theologians believe that's the devil. Uh, the, before anything else I tell you today, I want you to know this. You've got a, a spiritual enemy trying to steal the word of God from you. Right? So if you think you're going to hear God and not be spiritual, it's not going to work that way. I, I always think it's funny when, pe- not y'all, but people in first service meet with me and say, I've, I've heard from God, and I'm looking at their life going, how? <laughs> you're, you don't pray, fast, serve, give, tithe. You're not doing anything spiritual, but you've heard spirit. Different message. The devil, the birds, ate it up, and some fell on rocky ground and when it came up the plants withered because they had no moisture you got to water the word you've been given I like to say it like this the word works if you'll work the word some of you need to write that down the word will work this don't work pastor tithing doesn't work well it doesn't work if you don't tithe prayer doesn't work when's the last time you prayed Fasting doesn't work. It doesn't disconnect me from, from the world. Well, when's the last time you fasted? The word will work if you work the word. That's what this says. There's some stuff I receive from God I got to keep watering in my life. That's what I told you earlier. Church is a chance. The presence of God is an opportunity. I got to mix my faith with the word that I hear here. And then on Monday, Jason, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to pour water on this word and watch it grow up in my life. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to pour water on it, cultivate it, fertilize it, dig it around, pull the weeds out of it, and moisturize it so it comes up in my life. I'm preaching better than you're responding. The other seed fell among thorns. And then those weeds and thorns grew up along with God's Word. By the way, God's Word will grow up even though other stuff will grow up around your life. God's Word will start producing. It's just you can't see. Oh, we say it like this. I can't see the forest for the... Yeah, sometimes there's other stuff grows up around it. And it grew up and then it choked out. The plant, still other seed, here it is, fell on good soil. Came up, yielded a crop, a hundred times more than was sown. God, I wish I had time to preach this to you. But if you'll work God's word, if you'll prepare your heart to receive from God, you won't just get a word for this. You'll get a word for a hundred times down the road. Let me say it like this. If you'll, if you'll line up your heart and get good soil in your heart to receive the word of the Lord, you'll get a word about this issue that five issues later you'll be able to apply that same word. It will reproduce a hundred times over in your life. 
If I give you one apple and you eat the whole apple and throw it away, it was only good for one. But if you'll take the apple seeds out of that one apple after you eat it, put them in the ground and grow an apple tree, you'll have apples for generations. And if you'll take God's good word, put it in the ground, let it grow in your life, it'll produce a hundredfold return in your life. And he ends like this, and i got to preach because i got 10 minutes, 31, 30, 29 seconds. When he said this, he called out. He said, if you, this is about hearing. If you have ears to hear, you can hear. So four types of soil. Number one. Number one. I, I like to call it the contaminated heart. The contaminated heart. God speaks and it lands, but there's pollution around it. There's other stuff. I'm not, I'm not finger pointing to you. This happens to me. There's sin in my life that contaminates the word. Right? And, and there's two types of contamination. The first one is stuff I do. The second type of contamination is stuff others do. So I got sin that I commit that I don't confess to God and repent of and change my life. And then I got other stuff that I've been carrying around, my mistakes, my failures, or, or st- somebody that said something to Don't you know the devil is trying to set up a, a, an offense in your life so that you can contaminate the heart so that you can't hear from God? You think it was just about, oh, uh, this is just about this, this problem or this is just about. The, no, 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 it's not about that. The devil set up that offense so that you would have contamination. So when you heard the word of the Lord, it wouldn't take root. It wouldn't grow in your James 1.21 says, get rid of all the filth and evil in your life. And then you can accept the message God has planted in your heart. But you got to clean all that stuff out. You, you need to forgive somebody. Listen, this is a word for you. Somebody needs to call today. Forgive. Talk to a mentor. Repent. Say, I'm sorry. Get that contamination out of your heart. Say amen to that. The second type, i got to hurry. The second type, Luke 8, uh, uh, 13 says it like this. The rocky soil, I love when Jesus describes, the, he t- tells the reason why the parable is. A lot of times he won't tell you what the parable means, but in this particular one he does. He says the rocky soil represents people who hear God's word with joy. They come to church and they go, man, that's for me. Man, I receive that. But like young plants in such soil, their roots don't go very deep. They believe on Sunday, but on Monday they wilt because it gets hot and the winds start blowing. Uh, there, there's just some people who have a tough time uh, with all of the competition. Number two, I call it the competing heart. There's, when, when, when there's too much noise, there's, it's too hot, there's too much stuff. The wind starts blowing. I can't really hear. The other day I was in the back of church, and we had just into church. Prayer partners are still praying for people, and, and the music is a little loud. And someone came up to me and, and was talking to me. And I could, I don't know what I agreed to, but I couldn't understand what they were saying. But I just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah. God bless you. Yeah. If that was you, come back and tell me what I said yes to, okay? Because I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes there's too much ambient noise competing for the word of God in your life. Are you there, everybody? I'll tell you one way, this thing competes for my time. 
it's, I, read, I read in preparation for this message that kids aged 8 to 18 spend an average of seven and a half hours a day in front of a screen. 53 hours a week in front of a screen. The average American checks their cell phone 150 times a day. That's once every six minutes or five times since I started preaching. It's created a syndrome of, this is a, true, this is a psychological term called a phantom vibration sensation. You ever had this where you've, you, you're so used to checking your phone, you think it's buzzing when it's really not? Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Anybody else? Because uh, I'm addicted to it. Because I've got, I'm, I'm confessing to you right now. I, I don't like, I can't stand one red dot on my phone. I don't, if one, oh God. Why y'all texting me in church? Stop that. I, do, I can't, I don't need one email. My wife has about 7,000 unread emails. It makes me shiver all over. When one email comes in, I want to deal with it. Put it in a folder. Get I, I, I stay at inbox zero. Where's all my saved people that know what I'm talking about? Okay. The problem with that is it's a distraction and it competes for the voice of God. Let me tell you what I had to do. I love reading the version version of the Bible. That's how I typically read the Bible. But in the morning, first thing, that if I open up, if I go digital first, I'll see, I'll see these notifications and I get lost in the... I, let me just challenge you. When you this month, when you're reading the book of Proverbs, start analog. In other words, don't let another distraction get you. No other distraction. I mean, there's no notifications going to pop up in this book. Okay. Leave this book by your bed so that the first thing you open up in the morning is and, and don't go digital till you've heard from God. I'm just trying to help you not compete. Are you with me? I don't want competition. Let me give you the next one. Luke 8, 14. Seed that fell among weeds stands for those that hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked by life's worries and riches and pleasures, and they don't. The key word here is mature. They don't mature. I call this the childish heart. Write that down. The childish heart. It doesn't mature. Has anybody ever tried to grow a weed? Like a I didn't say weed. You just raise your hand. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, oh, maybe. Not weed. <laughs> A weed. Jesus. You don't have to try to grow weeds. They just naturally show up. You know how? Neglect. You drive by somebody in your neighborhood. You know that one dude that his yard's terrible and you just, you, you get all passive aggressive on your Facebook HOA <laughs> about his weeds in his yard. You know what I'm talking about, that one guy. that, that You know what it is? They, he didn't plant weeds. He just quit cultivating the good stuff. It doesn't mature. Let, let me, let, can, I, can I lovingly tell you, look into my eyes, it's time to grow up in God. It's time to mature some stuff in God. Well, I don't have a prayer life. Because if I pray every day, I don't have enough time. I'd have to wake up 15 minutes earlier. Set the alarm. Wake up 15 minutes earlier. Pray and grow up. Just grow up. 
I can't fast. Of course you can. Just grow up. Just tell your body, you don't get this today. It doesn't have to be what everybody else does. You may have medical reasons, but there's something you can tell your body. No, I, you, you don't get that today. I'm just, i got to mature some stuff in my life. Are you with me, everybody? Well, I can't serve. Sure you can. Everybody can do something. Prayer teams and outreach teams and people changing the world all over the city, in the church, out of the church. You can do something. You're just going to have to grow up and mature some stuff in your life. I know that's hard, but listen, at some, you're not going to, I'm telling you, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but I'm, in 2021, I got to prepare you for what's coming. You have seen nothing yet. Jesus is coming back, and the people who are going to make it, the people who are going to survive, the darker the world gets, are people who grow up some stuff. You got to have some maturity in your life. You can't neglect it. Brandy and I, when we we have a conversation, we can have an elevated conversation about finances or our schedules or whatever. But when our two children are around, we we revert back to baby talk. You know what I'm talking? All the parents know what I'm talking about. And you, and you do it. why? Because I have someone there that's immature. And some of the reason why you can't hear from God is because it's you're too immature to be able to understand what God's saying. You haven't grown up in your spirit enough. And you may be dissatisfied with the level of communication God has for you, but it may be on you to grow up a little bit, to mature some stuff in your... God, I need some sophisticated conversation here, so I'm going to do some mature things in my life. So I'm going to mature my heart so I can hear from God. Say amen to that, everybody. You can do it. Let me tell you, the best way to do it is get around other people who are mature. That's why I want you to join a team. That's why I want you to join a small group. I want you to around mature believers. I want you to around people who've lived for God. I want you to around people who can encourage you. People whose marriage has lasted a long time. They're prayer warriors. They, they tithe. They serve. They show up. Why? Because that, that maturity will bring you up. You ever, you ever met a child who talked real, and they said, well, they, they were raised around a lot of adults. You know what I'm talking about? Some of us need to be raised around some spiritual adults so that we can grow up in our spirit. Shout amen to that. I got more to preach, but I'm out of time. Come play. Here's the last one. Here's the last one. Here's where I want you to get. And it's the cleansed heart. It's a cleansed heart. Luke 8, 15. But the seed on good soil stands for those, for the noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain the word, and by persevering, produce a crop this is what I want for you this is what God wants for you he wants your life to be fruitful do you know that God doesn't want you to be faithful he wants you to be fruitful oh God God's calling to you is more than faithfulness it's fruitfulness Jesus is walking with the disciples one day there's a fig tree not bearing any fruit It had been faithful of fig tree for a very long time, but it wasn't fruitful. And Jesus said, chop it down at the roots and it'll never grow again. Why? Because faithfulness isn't enough. Fruitfulness is what God wants. Fruitfulness. That there's change in my life. That I'm growing up in God. That I'm hearing from God. And the only way you can do that is a cleansed 
heart. Clean out your heart. Repent. God, I'm done. God, I, not, I'm not talking about like you're a dirty sinner, you're a terrible scum. No, no, no. I just mean I've let some stuff compete. I've let some stuff contaminate. I've let some stuff into my life. I've let, I've let other voices. I've, I need to hear from God. I need to clean out my heart. I need to get good soil so I can receive the word of God. Into, if you want to hear from God, he only, write it down like this and we'll pray. Write, write it down like this. God's voice is clearest in a prepared environment. God's voice is clearest in a prepared environment. God's not speaking to me. Oh yeah, God's speaking. You just have to be ready to receive. God, how do, Pastor, how do I know if God's talking to me? Well, how's your heart? We need to be asking ourselves more and more, how's my soul? How's my heart? Have I allowed competition in there? Other voices that drowned out the voice of God? Have I allowed contamination and sin and stuff I ought to be? I know better. Get that stuff out of my heart so I can hear from God. Are there some immature ways in me that I need to grow up spiritually so I can hear from God? And then you will. God is always speaking. Proverbs says it like this. Listen to the voice of Listen, in everything you do and everywhere you go, listen for God's voice. Bow your heads and pray. Father, I pray for people today who need a word from God, who need to hear from God, who feel like the, the decision I'm trying to make, nobody moving but our team, the decision I'm trying to make, it, I need to hear from God. I need to know God's will. God, I need to hear from you about my job. I need to hear from you about our finances. I need to hear from you about our marriage. I need to hear from God. If that's you, nobody's looking around. Would you just raise your hand and say, I need to hear from God today. I need to hear. I see you. Thank you. Hands are up. I need to hear. Uh, there. I see you all over. Hands are up everywhere. Father, I pray to speak to people today. God, you're a speaking God. You're a speaking God. I just got to prepare my heart to receive and listen. Help me, God. Come on, pray this way. God, I, get all that contamination out of my heart. God, I repent of all that stuff taken over. God, I, I gotta, I'm emptying out all that sin and all that addiction and all that problem. Everything somebody said to me, everything somebody, that offense, I get it out of my heart. Come on, get, get rid of that competing voices. God, I'm not listening to everybody. I'm, I'm listening for you. I'm not going to let distractions and stuff of this world take over in my life. Come on, just confess to God. If there's some immaturity in you, say, God, I'm ready to grow up spiritually. I'm ready to grow up in God. I'm ready to, I'm ready to have my heart ready to receive a sophisticated, mature word from God. Cleanse me. If you've never prayed a salvation prayer, you've never asked God to forgive you. You've never gone to God and repented of your sins. It's where everything begins. You can't hear from God if you don't hear that first call. The Bible says no man comes to the Father but the Spirit drawing. And today you may feel the Holy Spirit drawing you. You know, you know, and God's been talking to you and God's been reaching for you. And in the quiet times of your life, you know the Lord's reaching for you to, to bring you closer. Some of you, it's to bring you home. Some of you, it's to, for the very first time in your life, maybe to, to go all in with God. Or maybe it's been a long time. You need to hear from the Lord. 
starts with a prayer that sounds like this. I can't pray it for you, but I can pray it with you. Matter of fact, everybody will pray it with you. Say, dear Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. I need forgiveness today. I repent of all the stuff that's competing in my life for you. All the sin I've allowed in. All the decisions I've chosen. All the, all the ways I've gone. God, I repent of all that. I empty myself of all of that. I'm asking you to fill me up with you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit today that guides me and leads me and cleanses me. Wash me in your blood today. Cleanse my mind, my heart, my spirit. God, I want to follow you all the days of my life. Come on, pray like this if you've never prayed this prayer. God, save me today and be the Lord of my life. I'll follow you every day of my life. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shout amen. Thank you for joining us today. And a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. You know, it's because of you that we're able not only to bring this message to you, but we're able to offer hope and life to the San Antonio Hill Country and beyond. So if you'd like to give today, you can visit cityhillstx.com right now. And if this message blessed you, why don't you click subscribe or share this message with your friends uh, on your socials. I pray it's a blessing to others in your world. Thanks again for listening today. God bless you.